0: Hello and welcome to the C21 Podcast. My name's Nico Franks and I'm the editor of C21 Kids. This week's edition comes from the kids Screen Summit in Miami, which took place last week and saw the international kids' content community meet up to do deals, discuss shifting business models and sip from the occasional pina colada. One of the major announcements that come out of the event was Canadian public broadcaster CBC fleshing out the details of its commitment to serve a wider range of young audiences. Having focused on the relatively easy to reach preschool demographic in recent years, it now wants to target more and more older kids and will offer new original French and English language programming alongside acquired content, primarily via its OTT service, CBC Gem. I began by asking the pubcaster's president and CEO, Catherine Tate, about the reason behind this shift in strategy, and we also talked about the firm's approach to working with platforms that are popular among older kids, like YouTube.
1: Well, I think we all have um, struggled to uh, keep that younger audience or the younger adult audience in, um, on our airwaves, and just as they've moved to digital, uh, we've also moved to digital. So I think what we're we're all realizing is that if we want uh, future generations of, in our case, Canadians, to be engaged in public broadcasting and in the values of public broadcasting, whether that's tolerance or diversity or inclusion, uh, we need to reach them and we need to engage them not through linear television but through um, whether it's snapchat or youtube or other um, social media uh, platforms we have to it's our job to figure out how to reach them it's not um, not for them to have to find us
0: Mm -hmm. and that came up on the panel that kind of moral decision almost for public broadcasters having to I guess engage with these private companies. How does CBC look at a platform like YouTube for example?
1: We heard today from um, some of the, our colleagues um, in the public broadcasting sector that the jury is out on YouTube. YouTube is not um, a curated environment for uh, children uh, that's not to say there isn't wonderful content on youtube there is nothing you know a plethora of a tsunami of fantastic content on youtube but there is also uh content that is um offensive and dangerous for children and so what we really need to figure out as public broadcasters how to leverage the social media tools that are available to kids how to be there and hopefully how to um train them and help them use those platforms in a way that is not harmful so I know that uh, the BBC for example talked about a, an app that they've developed to help kids navigate social um, social media we'll be doing some of that similar uh, work we're very focused for example on media literacy um, how, to, how to determine what is fake news and what is not fake news so we've launched in Canada a CBC dedicated kids news service that's actually produced by children but not as part of the kids department as part of our news department because we have obviously uh, a fantastically deep experience in uh, in journalism with standards and practices that we want kids to understand oh this is how you tell a news story this is how you tell an impartial news story Uh, and this is how you identify what's truth and what's not truth so those are the kinds of things that we're talking about today how do you use the social media networks that are available but in an intelligent mindful way for the benefit of whatever your citizenry is in our case it's canadians but it could be the brits or the americans
0: Mm -hmm. and in terms of the content that's going to be coming out um on cbc gem um tell me a bit about that what genres are you focusing on
1: Well, for kids, um, specifically talking about kids programming today, I think we are not going to play in the space of, uh, you know, action adventure, um, uh, toyetic properties the way you've seen perhaps in some of the more commercial uh, broadcasters. We are definitely looking at ways to create premium content with partners. So I mentioned a show like Endlings uh, that we're doing with um, uh, Sinking Ship, and that's a show that, you know, has all sorts of promise from a kind of fantasy, high quality drama, um, comedy uh, elements. We want to match that with lower budget digital series, short form series, where we can start really incubating uh, with emerging talent, working with new ideas to see what works and what sticks. So we're really working on the range, I would say, to your point. Uh, Obviously, we have limited resources at this time, so we're really, really being very mindful and strategic about where we're spending our dollars. So if we can put a small license fee into a big property that's going to have a global reach like an N with an E and be able to partner with other platforms uh, or players, we're delighted to do so. But we're not going to forget about those smaller homegrown stories where we might be doing a um, a digital series on um, sex education, for example, um, where we can make really important social impact in our own country.
0: Mm. And... How important is a linear window, um, do you think, going to be to some of these shows? Um, or is that, you know, that as long as it's on CBC Gem and available to the audience whenever they want it, is that's the key thing?
1: Oh, I, I think we're very, very... Um uh, sanguine about the the power of the linear as a barker for the digital platform I mean at this stage we are we don't have the audience of, um, size on on the OTT platform and we are competing obviously with many many other sources of content so uh, linear will still perform a very important promotional role and for preschool will still be very strong on, on, on linear um, you know we're in this very uh, we heard today Today, from France Television, that they've shutting down their kids linear service to, to privilege a digital service that's a complicated transition to just turn one off and turn the other on I think what we're going to be trying to do here is work both on linear and digital building audience on digital and perhaps over time um, uh, tuning down on linear
0: how important are international partnerships and who are you looking to partner with
1: Uh, For us, we will look to partner with, obviously, and I I said it on the panel, it starts with story. We're not just looking for partnerships for the sake of, you know, cranking up volume. And I think Alice said it, you know, volume is not really the solution here. It's about distinctive programming that can engage an audience. So um, Hulu is a great partner for us. NBC Universal has been a great partner for us. Netflix has been a great partner for us. Uh, it, you know BBC has been a great partner we're going to be looking for more partnerships to be able to amplify the work that we're doing so obviously starting with public other public broadcasters makes sense because we share the same values but that's not to say we don't want those more commercial players that have global reach to to, to be involved because we need them to take our stories um, uh, globally as well so I think what you're going to see is a mix They're going to be 100% CBC shows, just as we've always done. to nurture new talent, to work with new filmmakers, to perhaps work with um, underrepresented um, voices or directors or writers. That will always be a core part of what we do and it's especially important in kids programming because that's the place where many, many producers and directors get their start in the industry. and, And it's been a long tradition in Canada. We've had a lot of success in the kids space. So that will be a piece of what we do. And then for those bigger, more ambitious drama projects that have bigger budgets that's where we're going to be looking for partnerships. Mm
0: -hmm. And public broadcasters all around the world are uh, strapped for cash, basically. And we're seeing, for example, like the BBC pursuing a fewer, bigger, better strategy, which some producers have argued focused more on the fewer element of that. So are you sympathetic to producers who are are perhaps um, worried and concerned that public broadcasters doing fewer series could... Um, cause the, the business to shrink.
1: The business of television is, uh, is not shrinking. <laughs> the business of television is, is experiencing a renaissance uh, the challenge is how do you distinguish yourself in a tsunami of content? So where you have, you know, 600 series, a drama series being produced out of the United States this last year, as opposed to 205 years ago, I don't know if those numbers are correct, but that kind of magnitude, how do you stand out in the crowd? Uh, I think that for the public broadcaster, and we have not taken that position, by the way. Um, uh, the BBC, you know, bigger is better or fewer is bigger, whatever it was you said. Um, for us, it's we want to make a, a, a few, what we would call signature series that... Maybe they're bigger budget, but maybe they really are about a, a truly Canadian property, a Canadian underlying Canadian IP, a, 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 a book by Margaret Atwood, for example, or on Michael and something that's truly celebratory about can, Canadian experience. That would be something we might want to invet, invest in at a higher level than in the past. But to the fewer. In digital, you do not have to spend a lot of money. Podcasting is an enormous opportunity, and we're d- we are devoting a lot of energy to how do we own that f- format because you can do it at a reasonable budget and you can reach millions of people we're doing so through Spotify and other partnerships um, so I don't think it is I mean again we get stuck on those uh, big budget TV series as, as that's the you know the kind of the, the gold key or the gold ring to the business and I just don't think that's really realistic for public broadcasters to think that they can play in that area certainly not for the Canadian we just don't have those resources
0: mm-hmm. and finally um, it's fair to say you caused something of a stir earlier this month with your comments at primetime about Netflix's um, position in Canada. Um, now that that's died down slightly, is, on I'd, refle- like bring, bring <laughs> I'd like again. to bring it up again. <laughs> yeah. But on reflection, do you feel like you, you know, your, your point of view came across accurately and is there anything you'd like to add
1: well, I think the, um, obviously, we, uh, my comments provoked a debate. And I think that as a public broadcaster, that's partly our role, is to, to uh, invite people to have a conversation. In this case, it was to invite Canadians to have a conversation about what does it mean to invite global digital companies into the company, into the country, rather, and what does it mean for Canadian creators and for the companies in Canada that are devoted and dedicated to serving Canadians when other uh, global players do not necessarily have the same obligations um, to Canadian creators, so I don't. Uh, upon reflection, I do not uh, regret my remarks. I certainly was surprised by the um, by the uh, by the response, and um, but I think it's a conversation that we need to be having.
0: That's all we have time for on this week's podcast. But you can read more about what went down at the Kids Screen Summit on our website now, while keeping up to date with all the industry developments by following C Twenty One online on mobile and on Twitter. Thanks for listening.